Welcome to this AWS bonus edition of Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. This is another episode on our series of interviews on Amazon Web Services and how they have helped merchants and content providers save money and increase performance. Today I interviewed David Arago and Jason Camp on getting started on AWS. They share what technicians and merchants can do to get started on the right foot or server. I am currently looking for subject matter experts in this field and would love to talk to you about all aspects of AWS. Please go to talk-commerce.com forward slash let's talk and let's start a conversation around Amazon Web Services. This episode is recorded on August 11th, 2021. eWay Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions, an AWS Select Consulting Partner, eWay Corporation, forward together. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. All right, welcome to this AWS bonus edition for Talk Commerce. Talk Commerce, Talk Commerce. I have Jason Camp and David Arago here today. Both are um, our content and AWS experts, and we're going to have another great uh, bonus content or bonus episode around AWS. Uh, David, or, uh, David, uh, why don't you start by introducing yourself and and tell us a little bit about what you do, and then Jason, why don't you go ahead right after David? Sure. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is uh, David Arago, and I am the lead, the web development team lead, um, and we are in the process of moving from um, our own in-house CMS hosted in-premise to WordPress hosted on the cloud. Jason? Jason? Yes, I am a, a, a cloud engineer uh, by, by trade, I would say. Um, I've kind of grown up with uh, the on-premise uh, infrastructure and uh, watched the cloud develop, and that's been my primary focus. I love virtualization. I absolutely love it. Uh, it makes, makes my life uh, building infrastructure a lot easier. Um, that's it. And what is what? Uh, what do you do outside of work? What are what's one of your passions? Uh, ski, uh, skiing, snowboarding. Um, I I uh, I've spent most of my adult life uh, out west, uh, Boulder, Colorado, Seattle, Washington. Um, and once I moved to Seattle and started working for Amazon, um, that's been my passion. My my passion is really my work right now. So. Yeah, I like to think about the cloud, and sometimes it just makes me a little misty. Uh, <laughs> a, a little misty. Uh, you, you don't. You don't, You're not sure where to where to go, what to do. No, that that was a joke, and I apologize for that. Um, so I, I think today we want to talk about we want to talk a little bit about what what somebody should expect, and I, I think David even said that you had some good stories around. Uh, what what a client would do versus what maybe AWS would tell you to do, or maybe Jason, you could talk to us about a little bit about when you first get uh, when you first get this idea. I want to go to the cloud. 
what's the first thing a merchant should do when thinking about planning their projects and moving from, say, like what David is doing, going from on-prem to cloud? Uh, that's a good question. I would start with uh, storage and looking at databases, to be honest. Um, it's, it's kind of the direction that you're trying to go. I see, I've seen a lot of recent startups um, try to do the, like the multi-cloud thing, and that, that's not the direction. Uh, once you start reviewing uh, your bills, I don't think that's the direction we should go. Um, so when when you're kind of thinking about, let's, let's, let's go with WordPress, for example, AWS gives you some templates you can start off of. Do you recommend using those type of things? I think it's a great place to get started. So like AWS Marketplace, you can go uh, click a button and spin up uh, your own WordPress website with uh, like a, a Bitnami um, application or Bitnami uh, will give you a machine image. Uh, just go click a button and you've got your own website already set up. Um, I would recommend starting there. Uh, just don't don't spend too much money doing it. And uh, what if what what about more complex things? What what if it's more of an enterprise level uh, enterprise solution? Level, you cut you have I my recommendation it would be to hire me, <laughs> uh, somebody to like automate, uh, somebody that knows cloud formation, somebody that knows. Uh, Beanstalk or some some of these value add services, quote unquote value add services uh, within AWS. I mean, if you know like the underlying stack, you don't need it. But um, yeah, I, I would say hi hire somebody like me that knows how to automate all of this. And and I'll I'll give you a button to click, and uh, you can build your own stack with that. And just to let you know that you're supposed to give your shameless plug at the end of the episode, but I totally get what you're saying that it is, it does get more complicated as you get more enterprise and having some of those, having an expert there to guide you is very important. Uh, Maybe David, you could, you could kind of speak to how you got introduced to cloud computing and and why you know you're you're I know that you're you're evaluating AWS why did you even look at AWS well the a big reason why and why we're looking at AWS and is because of Jason he is really truly the first expert that we had we used to work together different divisions but the same company and he, I mean, he is the one who introduced us to pretty much cloud computing, right? I mean, like, uh, without before we met him, we were quite lost, or at least I was quite lost because it was a brand new concept to me. So talking to Jason, I thought that his story about when he got hired, where the infrastructure for his company was, to where how he transformed it and where I, where he took it is, uh, in my opinion, is fascinating. So if we have time, uh, I want if he if you want to talk a little bit about that, Jason, because I thought that way you you got hired most, and they most have. Definitely. Oh, we, I mean, yeah, we we had a, a very large problem to solve. Uh, WTOP.com is one of uh, DC's like oldest news talk radio stations they receive a ridiculous amount of traffic. So 
if we can spin this outside of AWS, um, uh, the, the multi-vendor thing, uh, I, I feel like the success that I brought to Hubbard Broadcasting was uh, more content delivery. Uh, the CDN, uh, we partnered with Fastly um, and I was able to reduce our bill, uh, like cut it in half uh, using a CDN that would was able to respond to breaking news. So uh, I don't consider any any big national news. We're going from uh, one thousand page views a minute to ten thousand. Uh, how do you scale that? How do you do it? Um, that that's what I brought to the table is yeah. high availability and auto scaling. And I believe that also you are you analyze the kind of instances that they had and also you guys play around with different type of instances and different kind of stuff, right? I mean, you were able, like uh, you yeah, said, that, you were that, able. That, that's a big point. What, I, th I think one of my favorite uh, services that uh, AWS has offered is the ability to give us to auto, we can auto scale uh, with, multiple different instance instance classes. And at the end of the day, that saves us the most money. I mean, uh, when you go up the chain a little bit, who, who cares about anything except for a bill at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have, to, I don't know, I, you have to have that technical foresight to go look at how am I going to automate this? How am I going to, how am I going to save the company money? Really? Yeah, you're, so I, I, I want to be a little bit broader in, in scope on what we're looking at here. And uh, if you think about, you know, the, the, the typical merchant that and maybe they have uh, in a self-hosted environment and maybe they're doing their own applications, they have their ERP in-house, they have a bunch of other solutions in-house. Yeah. Um, I, what, and that not everybody's going to know Jason camp <laughs> or sure. maybe they're in Japan or something. Uh, how would you how recommend would somebody starting out on something like that? So then, you know, that gives them a good indication of, of how to get, what to look at and, and maybe even the questions to ask. Uh, I know that if you go to AWS, there's a partner, uh, there's a partner marketplace that you can look at who's uh, who's out there to help you. I think the hard part for a merchant is knowing where to start. And if they don't know Jason or they're in a place where Jason isn't awake 24 sure. hours mm -hmm. a day, how do they get started? I, I, oh, that's a great question. I think I would start looking at certifications. Uh, back when I worked uh, for Amazon, I, uh, this was before anybody knew um, what the cloud was, where they were headed. Um, I, I started like writing this uh, certification questions to get people trained. I would start taking a look there. Otherwise, you just Google. Um, I, I think that's what makes me uh, the, the, the best expert is I know how to Google. <laughs> um, okay, so um, if, if you... if. Um... If I'm somebody like, uh, if, if I have a solution, uh, uh, how, how would you get, how would you start by helping to educate them to get their solution, their first solution online? Hands-on training, uh, collaborate, collaboration. I, I, I would say collaborating and just, uh, coaching. 
a little bit. I mean, if I were to go start and look at Amazon day one, um, I would go create my free account and build my own web server and try to read the documentation the best that I can. Great. And uh, how about, so I know you spoke a little bit about uh, high availability and, and, uh, and high traffic. If somebody already has something in place um, and they, they're not really sure of what their traffic is going to be, how, how do you recommend laying that out? And again, going back to say a WordPress environment. Uh, you have to start by looking at logging. You have to know what you're working with. Um, you can, uh, I don't know, uh, auto scaling was one of my, uh, uh, I, I, I think high availability and auto scaling, you get the auto scaling in place. It does the work for you to be quite honest, you, but you have to understand like, what's the traffic like? How do we scale? Um, yeah, logging, I would say that's my answer. And what, uh, what would a client look at if they came to you or how would you, so let's just say that uh, they, it's, it's a case of a radio station or a TV station where their auto scaling may not keep up. How do you, how do you mitigate for that? I think David in the last episode gave us some examples of, you know, a weather event that would come on and, and maybe it comes sure. on in 15 minutes. Um, what would, uh, uh, the logging, I would say most importantly, Auto scaling, once you understand it, I mean, you scale on certain metrics, right? So uh, CPU on your web servers or network in traffic, or uh, you can, for example, set like a, lo a log file monitor to auto scale on. Um, that, that's where I start. And once you understand how to scale and what the limitations are for the instances, uh, it just, it does the work for you after that. Yeah. So I mean, let's, let, let's uh, maybe dumb it down a little bit for, for the audience. Um, if, if um, so if I'm the merchant and you're telling me to look at logging, I'm going to just look at you with glazed over eyes. <laughs> sure, I, sure. I, I'm, I'm the merchant and I want my site to be up all the time. I, it's I a potential understand. that I, it's, there's going to be a potential that my site is going to get a lot of traffic I don't know when. I, I think I know where you're going with this statement. Um, why, are, why are you trying to move out of uh, what you know how to do? You have a problem, right? So yep. you're going to start by telling me what that problem is. I'll overanalyze that and then uh, help move you to the cloud based on that one specific pain point. And if I'm already on the cloud, what would be like, I'm just trying to help a client to move through uh, being more comfortable with their site being up all the time and there's a potential of high traffic. What, what kind of solutions would you throw out there? A potential of high traffic. I, I would go straight back to auto scaling. Um, you can definitely overspend like jumping into the cloud, but um, understanding auto scaling is key. Uh, to saving money to uh, to everything, really. I, I mean, if I can automate a web server uh, scaling based on traffic or what your pain point is, um, that problem is going to go away immediately. But you have to be smart about it. You can't go in and look for 
you don't want to, you don't necessarily need to scale across four availability zones. Maybe you could scale across two. It's still high availability. Uh, th that would be a, a big saver right there. Um, I think, yeah, uh, understanding how to scale is key. Yeah. And is there, so David, I know you're going through this right now. Do you have anything that you're looking at to help you on those spike moments where maybe auto scaling wouldn't keep up? Yeah. I mean, uh, we are going to use Fastly. We are going to, right. I mean, because, you know, if you think about it, the, in our WordPress, what we're trying to accomplish is that we are trying to reduce the traffic to our origin, to our CMS or WordPress as much as we can. So yeah, if there is a, because if you think about it, if you have a caching server, like a Varnish server, right? Let's just take Fastly out of the, the equation, a Varnish server or a caching server, then really your origins shouldn't get hit much, right? Depends on your, like you, we were talking, Brent, depend, earlier, depends on your time to live on the pages, your caching options and all that, all that stuff. But I think that, uh, I, like, it, it, I don't think, uh, and Jason, maybe you can correct what I'm going to say right now, but in a highly, highly traffic situation, I don't think Amazon could auto scale fast enough. Is that a fair statement, Jason? Uh, we, we, we could, it's just, okay. it's very, very expensive. Uh, okay. We, oh, okay. We, we chose Fastly. Uh, Fastly is honestly the only company that can keep up uh, okay. with, with any of this. Amazon has their own service, uh, CloudFront, mm -hmm. right? Uh, okay, CloudFront, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, less intuitive, in my opinion, than Fastly, okay. and I, yeah. But it's doable, right? If you know what you are well, doing, definitely, okay, definitely okay. doable for like caching static assets and stuff. Um, I've done like hybrid situations where I'll use CloudFront for static assets, and then Fastly for the uh, Fastly handles uh, web traffic uh, exceptionally well. I tried to build my own uh, varnish uh, for a proof of proof of concept. Um, they just they far exceed what I'm able to do. Okay. So maybe you could explain the differences between uh, uh, the Fastly service and the CloudFront service for us. Uh, yes. Um, I, they both behave in the, the exact same way. Um, I, I like Fastly because it seems uh, more comfortable. They have a better UI. I'll, I'll simply put it as that. They have a better UI, a better API. Um, I'm, I'm well versed with AWS CLI and using their APIs. CloudFront for me is, uh, on, it's cumbersome. So to be able to share that with a developer, like send them a UI that's usable, uh, something I understand they can relate to. Um, that, that, that's what I liked most about Fastly. Yeah, and maybe again, just putting in terms that a regular merchant could understand, the reason we're using Fastly is because? Because of the traffic, um, even with my best auto-scaling efforts uh, within AWS, I found that it was much more expensive to try to do that on my own 
than to use a third-party vendor? Um, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is um, that what's the difference between just using your regular service and adding a service like Fastly? What does Fastly do for me that my, my WordPress site wouldn't do? Sure. You can build your own WordPress website on your own laptop, right? So now tell me how many users you're expecting. Yeah, I mean, let's just say we built it on an EC2 instance and I'm expecting 20,000 users. Sure. Then in the I next 10 a, minutes. I would, get, I would get a load balancer and set up an auto-scaling group to um, take your one single instance configuration and uh, multiply that. Uh, using their service. Uh, auto scaling is free in AWS. It's not free. You pay for what you use, but um, the service itself, if you understand it, is free. And so then what Fastly does for us is it, it extends that, well, it turns into static content and then it pushes it out to the corners of the, inter, of the internet. So users will get that faster and without hitting, coming back and hitting your environment. Absolutely, absolutely correct. So um, when we have breaking news here in uh, DC, um, if you're living in Australia, you'll get a faster page load living in Australia using Fastly because you're hitting a local server. Um, mm -hmm. Amazon has the same service, but like I said, it's just cumbersome. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That, so that makes sense. So we're, we're essentially turning uh, a, an old-fashioned HTML page. We're turning a, a fancy WordPress site or Cold Fusion into a, an old-fashioned HTML page, and then we're Cold pushing Fusion that page day. out to the corners of the universe to let somebody read that page as quickly as possible. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Um, so um, we have about we have about five ten minutes left. Um, Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you're keeping up with all the changes happening in AWS and how you're learning some of these new services and and even being made aware of the, the new services is, is an important thing. Uh, sure, I keep an eye on uh, blogs and uh, I don't I get all the Amazon emails of their latest services. What I try my best to do is not get distracted. There's core services. Uh, Amazon's a, a very smart marketing company. So they're now what they're doing is like building services on top of services. But if you understand the core services, you don't have to get in. You don't have to understand any of it, really. That's all they're, that's all Amazon's really doing is trying to repeat uh, what they, what they already do, just put a different label on it. And I try my best not to get distracted. And are you uh, are you listening to any podcasts or anything like that that might help people in, in this industry? No podcasts. I would recommend that uh, anybody interested in the cloud uh, opens up their own free account. I mean, you can run a, a micro instance for free for the first year. I mean, like I said, they do great at marketing, but uh, that's what's going to help you understand uh the underneath layers, just go, go do it. Yeah. I mean, that's some great advice right there is just, uh, I, I getting that micro instance and, and even like you said earlier, there's all kinds of already prepackaged solutions on WordPress, Magento or whatever, whatever that, whatever that solution you're looking for, chances are somebody's already bundled it. And, 
I mean, you can correct me, right. Jason, if I'm wrong, you just, it's, it's basically one click, boom, it's up and running and you have the ability to then interact with it and play with it and have fun. That's absolutely right. You also have to know, uh, I would say what makes me the most successful is understanding or having the experience to reverse engineer uh, when I go click that button, what's going on. Um, so I click the button and go get my Linux um, EC2 micro instance and I go start looking at logs and uh, watching exactly how the instance starts and reverse engineering. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's what makes me the most successful, I think, is the ability to reverse engineer what anybody does. And, and David, uh, as you've gone through this journey of, of, of having to learn or, or wanting to learn some of these things that are outside of your normal on-prem mm -hmm. hosting, what, what have you been doing to kind of keep up? Well, uh, something that was really helpful was I've been in a couple of AWS conferences in Las Vegas. I got a lot of knowledge from there because they have a lot of classes, a lot of YouTube, right? Uh, some podcasts yep. that I listen to. But, you know, if you think about it, my role as a developer, you know, I, I really don't need to know how the sausage is made. I just need to know that there is sausage right there is a beef sausage there is a chorizo sausage there is a whatever sausage but i don't need to really know how to make it but i think I, if i were a merchant i think i would be helpful to understand the basic concept right understand okay like he was saying you know uh, if i auto scale oh understand that yeah you can auto scale but that's gonna cost you right so I don't yeah, know. And remembering that you should descale as well when after yeah. <laughs> after that event has happened, you should exactly. kill some of those extra servers because you are going to pay for them. That is auto scaling though. Like once you pick a metric, it, it just simply works. Uh, yeah. So CPU based. Yes, we have a lot of traffic. Our web servers are maxed out. We're going to scale up. And once that metric falls, everything scales in. I mean, that just, it, it's like magic. Yeah. I, I would say that if you're a merchant and you need, first thing is that you need to understand your traffic like we do. It took us a long time for us in our journey to understand our own traffic, right? Once that you understand your own traffic, then, yeah, then, you know, then you can make decisions on the auto scale and, and all of these AWS services. So yeah, education, I would say that emergent has to get educated these days and, you know, and know your options. Yeah. And I, that is true for any technical thing. You don't have to know all the, the little bits, exactly. but you should know at least what they do, how much it costs and, yeah. and high level of how it works. And then the final thing is go to an expert who knows, uh, who can really help you through those and, yeah. uh, and read the logs as Jason has said, um, exactly. I'm, yeah. I, if I'm the merchant, I'm, I don't care about the logs, but I do yeah. care about what those logs are saying, telling the tech people and how that's going to impact my bottom line and how much I spend. Exactly. I mean, if you think about it, it's like if you drive a vehicle, you need to know what the brake does, right? And you don't need to know how the car brakes. You just need to know that if you press the brake, it works. But you need to know that 
if something is wrong with the brakes, you have to take it to an expert, right? <laughs> to to get a fix. So I take it the same way. Uh, I mean, I know it's oversimplifying this, but it's just, yeah, depends on, you know, as a merchant, if you know what it does, that may be good enough. I don't know. Yeah, great. So um, uh, Jason, as we close things out here, um, if I always ask if there's any one little bit of advice that you could tell a merchant right now, what would you tell them? Understand your developers and have a close working relationship with them because that's what's going to make you successful. Good. And uh, we also always do a shameless plug at the end of each episode. So what uh, what would you like to plug today? Uh I will plug my uh, my daughter's birthday on Monday. She just turned 13. Um, <laughs> happy birthday to my daughter, Evelyn. What's her name? Yeah. What's her name? Evelyn Camp. Yeah. Happy birthday, Evelyn. Happy birthday. Thank you. And David, what would you do for your shameless plug today? And it can't um, be Real Madrid. Oh, uh, what else? For sure, <laughs> it's not going to be Barcelona. So... <laughs> Can't you shamelessly okay, plug Mesa? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would say I'm going to plug Spain. Go to Spain and enjoy Spain for a couple of weeks. Wear your mask, though. Yeah, excellent I'll, I'll plug. Go with you next time. I'll, go, I'll go with you next time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, I appreciate everybody's time. Uh, This has been a fun, informative episode, and uh, we look forward to our next AWS bonus content uh, next week. Thanks, Jason and David. It's nice to meet you. Bye, Brent. Thank you, Jason. It's nice to see you again, man. Take Take care. care. It's good to see you, too. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week.